Marvelites. This is the special E3 Games edition of This Week in Marvel. I'm Marvel.com assistant editor Christine Din, and on this episode, Brian and I are joined by the Marvel Games folk as well as the teams at Insomniac Games to discuss Spider-Man for PlayStation 4, TT Games for LEGO Marvel Superheroes 2, and Capcom for Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite. So get the scoop on all things that happened at E3 now. I'm Ryan Panagos, a.k.a. Agent M, joined by... Bill Roseman, Creative Director at Marvel Games. And we are joined by... Brian Intahar, Creative Director at Insomniac Games. How are you guys doing? Two CDs. you got two CDs in the room. For the price of one. Wow. <laughs> Congratulations. Um, so it's been about a year since we did the last episode of This Week in Marvel with you guys. That was just after the uh, announcement of the game. Right. The, yeah. I think it was the day after the announcement of the game. Sure. Which was like... Mind's blown. Mind's blown. What's the last year or so been like working on the game? Busy? <laughs> uh, no, it's been, I mean, it's been great. It's been a lot of work. I mean, the, um, the trailer response was exactly what we wanted. Probably bigger than we even thought. Um, but with great, um, great avails becomes greater <laughs> um, expectations. <laughs> um, um, yeah, it's just, it's been... You know, going back to that reaction and seeing how fans and um, people interested in the game reacted is like, are we delivering up to that? So every day we've been asking ourselves, are we reaching and we going bigger than that? So um, that's kind of where we, that's what we've been doing on a daily basis with the team. Uh, for me on the Marvel Games side, um, it's been really rewarding and fun because um, you know we we work with different partners that um, are located around country, around the globe, um, and while we try and stay in daily contact um, digitally and on the phone, there's nothing like face-to-face. And so, uh, you know, we are luckily 15 minutes maybe down the road. Um, So um, uh, executive producer Mike Jones and myself uh, drive over quite uh, frequently. It's at least once a week. Yeah, even once a week we come over. um, uh, We enjoy the fine complimentary coffee. (laughs) <laughs> and uh, the 7-Eleven that is the cafeteria that's right it's beautiful uh, but more importantly um, able to spend time in mind meld and uh, you know really um, come to this position where what we all agree on what we want and what we love and what's going to happen and it's just building that trust between the, between two sides and just seeing everything get better just on this weekly basis even seven days can bring a lot of development so it's just really fun to keep keep checking in keep coming over and uh, we just you know the hype the hype is growing hype even is even real. inside the groups the hype is growing yeah I think the thing you know the benefit it, it, first of all I actually don't I mean Mike and Bill I've told this to them like I really don't think of them as that's Marvel over there and there's insomniac like I mean, they are insomniacs in my book. Like, all the guys Aww. that work with them Marvel are just insomniacs. They just happen to spend three day, three and a half days a week at another office, right. to be honest with you. One um, team. One, yeah, really, and it really, it's not just, I'm not just blowing smoke up your butt right now. Um, it's actually true. Like, that's how we've, um, we've liked to embrace our partners like that. And, I mean, at least for me on a project, I've never been this kind of, like, in sync with our partners. And, um, and uh, it's just, it's made the game better. I mean... From suit designs to character designs to um, overall character arcs to where do we want to set this mission and how can we make it you know narratively and thematically make sense to um, what is the character's motivation are we making sure we're getting that across at different points in the game um, 
I think that's the things that we, you know, having that tight relationship allows us to do. And it's been, um, it's awesome. Now, like, don't get me wrong. There's times where I'm like, oh, Bill, please no. <laughs> but it, and nine times out of ten, he's right. That's so. any good relationship. Yeah. It's like there's going to yeah. be that push, that pull. Yeah, yeah. And it's, you know, I mean, and sometimes, you know, I, you know, I kind of come in from more perspective, you know, other people. And it's, it's kind of like what we kind of do at Insomniac. Anyway, it's, mm-hmm. we have a lot of, we're big collaborator, collabor- collaborators. So it's just kind of taking that kind of the idea that we have internally and just doing that with Bill mm-hmm. and Mike and the rest of the gang. Um, so it's just kind of another day at the office, but it just happens to be we get to talk about Spider-Man all day, which is pretty freaking cool. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, so just to, to be clear to the listeners, we're recording this well before E3. We know that you're listening to this after E3. So in a couple minutes, we're going to go to our hot, brand spanking new um, chat that we're going to have after the E3 press conference where we're going to see what what went down. We're going to talk about that a little bit. And also some of the fans' perspective because that's something that I'm always interested in because we have some of the most passionate and excited and curious fans around this title. Oh, man, you have no idea. Like, yeah. I, I can tell, tell you one funny story. You so I happened to be flying back east in March and I, you know, it was like really early and I was, I was, I was heading to New York and I happened to be on Twitter and somebody posted a, uh, like a mock-up box art. And I was like, like, you know, fans doing cool things. That's I awesome, like it. right? Yeah. Well, I happened to like it. And then I didn't realize <laughs> that it said, like it if you agree this is the, should be the game, name of the game. No. Nope. And then somebody, I liked it. So it screen capped. Brought into hard like this picture. I was like, no, 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 no. I, it's not, I just like, I just like the, I like the art. I was like, oh, it's not the. I name didn't of the like game. it, like it. I, I just like, liked it. <laughs> yeah, I just but like, like that was within like two minutes, and I'm taking off like in ten, and I'm like, okay, can I get this tweet out before we before they tell me shut my phone off and on email? I'm like, I'm just like, so yeah. it's great, but it's like, wow, it's the fans are yeah. intense, and it's but it's great. I mean, that's I mean, at the end of the day, that's what we're making it for. We're making yeah. it for. You know, if we were on the other side, that's what we're making it for. Just like, you know, the comics and the game and the movies and the TV shows, it's all kind of, it's all about the fans. It really is. And, and on the flip side, I would say it would really stink if, like, we put stuff out and just got crickets back, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So it yeah. is awesome yeah. to see the, the passion and the interest and the curiosity and the intelligence of the fans and the way they can piece together things. It yeah. often shocks us. Like, I have, like, sometimes, you know, like, I wear, like, you know, Spider-Man shirts or something like that. And there's some shirts that I won't post online because I'm worried someone's going to look at it and go, right. oh, that means they're doing this in the game. And I'm like, oh, no. That like, is, but that is a Confirmed. Spider-Ham yeah, in the exactly. game. It is exactly. a huge reality that we yeah. have to think. I think about that all the time. Anytime yeah. I do anything, it's like, yeah. oh, look, I have a comic on the table of this thing, the picture I'm in. Yeah. Oh, that must mean something. Yeah, or, and mm. you know what? And that's, you know what the thing is? I get it because when I, you know, look at what the movie directors post and I'm yeah, like, you assume oh, my, it was oh, intentional. Oh my God, there it is. Like, oh, what's that, what's that mean? I do the same thing. So, yeah. I mean, it's like, I think Bill said, it's yeah. like, it's good when we do post things and we do get and reactions. And we get reaction. Yeah. yeah. We want. Even sometimes like, hey, why have you posted about the game? Like, trust me, we do want to. Yeah. It's just, we're going to get there. Yeah. So we, so I bring this all up because we talked last year almost immediately after the mm-hmm. announcement and the revelation. We had the, the idea that, oh, people were super excited. But now you have a lot more perspective. You, you see a lot of what the fans are. Are there any things that you guys have seen that surprised you from the community? Any things that, you know, like you, you've sort of delved into a little bit more? That you weren't really I'll tell you what, what surprised me. It was only 
it was like, I think like the next day, within hours of the reveal of the new suit, uh, how it was, how it's been embraced by fans. Because yeah. I'll, I'll admit, um, we thought we had something cool. We thought we yeah. had a very unique, cool, ownable, um, distinct, uh, but yet felt authentically Spider-Man. We thought yeah. we had a suit that was all that, but you never know, are we too close to it? Um, uh, uh, do we like it just because we made it? But and uh, we didn't know how the fans were going to react because the, the the classic Spider-Man costume is so well created and it's so classic and it's so beloved. Anytime you make an adjustment, it has to be very thoughtful. And if it's not, you know, there's going to be there's going to be rightfully there's backlash. And so we didn't know how everyone was going to react. But like I said, within hours, we saw fan art, and it just kept yeah. going and going. And every week, often on Fan Art Fridays, we'll tweet out a new piece of art, and it's all sorts of uh, art styles. Um, and we even saw some cosplay at the last New York Comic Con. So, that, so that's the thing that threw me. That's that I was going to say. That's what threw me for a loop was it. Was, we announced the game like in like like middle of June, right? Mm-hmm. Not even a month goes by, and there are people wearing the suit like out. And I was like, "Holy cow!" Like it was crazy. And then I think it was it was like at a recent con, and they, you know how they get all the groups, and like they get like all the characters who are like like mm. all the Spider Man, all the Captain America, mm-hmm. kind of like stay near each other. I'm looking at all Spider Man, and it's like four people wearing our suit. And I was like, "Oh my god!" Like we showed a like a minute and a half trailer. And it's like already spread, so like yeah, that's really that's freaking so cool. It's like so surreal. <laughs> I mean, like if you had told me this when I was a kid, like this is just insane. This is just insane. Like that. I think that's the thing for me. It's like you know, some days are harder than others. I mean, we're we're in game development's hard, but like you like look at screenshots like that, or you get a tweet, or you get a message, and it's just like, man, it's like energy boost, man. It's like you don't need that five hour energy drink. You just need that stuff, and it's really pretty epically awesome. Powered by the fans. It, it really is. It's really, really, like I said, like, it's just surreal. I can't believe we're doing this. Still, it's been a year since we released it. Mm-hmm. I still get like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, so you guys are hard at work now on what uh, we're about to talk about. So from here, let's talk a little bit about what we just saw at E3. All right, we've got Brian Intahar. Brian, it's been a heck of an E3, and we're only right now recording a day two. What are the highlights so far in terms of What's been going on with Spider-Man? I think it's been the amount of people who've thanked me for something that I don't deserve a thank you for. It's really Insomniac deserves the, all the credit. Um, like, I'm not, I'm not a big Twitter guy, but I've had more more responses of thank you to me. And I'm just like, it's overwhelming. Like, two, we had just two people walk through and they were shaking my hand saying thank you. So I just <laughs> think it, that I think that's the biggest thing. It's just the unbelievable amount of how happy people are with what they're seeing. And um, the cool thing is we have so much more to show. So mm-hmm. much more. Yeah. I yeah. just saw the... Um, the uh, uh, what are the um, uh, t- P.S. I love you guys. Yeah, um, and they were just like through the moon for the, the game. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I just uh, I was I've been I feel like I've been you know it's like you've been waiting for this day forever and it finally comes and does it get to live up to the hype and I was just like part of me is like oh it's already over and I'm like no keep, <laughs> more people keep coming through every hour and just saying how awesome it is and I'm like. I could do this for a while. As long as my feet could take it, I'd be, I'd be totally fine. I'd be fine. Luckily, your you know carpets are padded. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can't have shows and shows crazy out there. Yeah. So you, um, we we've seen the the footage at the PlayStation press event, and now yeah. you've been showing it in the room that we're recording it yeah. over and over again to a bunch of people, and I'm sure you've heard about in the big theater that the public or the yeah. rest of the, the show is seeing it. I saw it in the theater yesterday. I was like, that thing is awesome. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm going back. I'm trying to go back today, like around Fortis, 
just to watch it with fans because yeah. I actually want to really I just want to watch it with the fans yeah. and see what their reactions are. Um, but yeah, I mean, we as here we've been showing a little bit more of an extended look at the, the the tower sequence, showing more combat, showing how you can mix things up, really, you know, really look at the environment, read it, mix up your strategy with gadgets. You know, like we have that web tripwire um, where in the demo um, on stage we showed it sticking to the wall and grabbing guys. You can actually put it on an enemy, and if the enemy's close, they'll actually smack them together and web. Well, it's up, really so. awesome that how mature Peter is um, in this, and you know, I think it's with the tech, but also he is more conscious of his surroundings, making sure, you know, while he's taking down his helicopter, he's not destroying the city and the... Yeah, I think the thing for us is, like, he's definitely more experienced, but at the same time, the Peter Parker, the Parker luck hasn't totally gone away. (laughs) And, uh, like, my favorite line in the whole demo is, please don't screw this up, because I think there's that level of vulnerability, relatability, that even uh, an experienced Spider-Man doing it for eight years still has that doubt of, like... Uh, I don't want. I don't want people to say I'm a menace or you know mm-hmm. a, a vigilante or sure. whatever it is. Yeah. Um, so in showing it to so many people or sitting in and watching other people view it for this first time, maybe has there been? Are there any particular moments from the gameplay that you see like fans react or anybody reacting to one way or another? Yeah, I think it's. I think it's. First of all, when they realize we're actually playing the game for live, <laughs> I guess the biggest thing. Uh, we're actually it's just not a video we're showing, and I think it's just the combination of letting letting you see all the different ways that you can tackle a certain situation, the fluidity of the animation, uh, especially when he's swinging through the city. Um, just people asking, is it really an open world? I'm like, yes, you can swing around <laughs> open New York City as much as you want. Um, so I think it's I think it's more it's just, yeah, it's real, and B, it's it's the quality bar is really high, and that's, you know, that's the philosophy we're taking, not just with this demo, but the entire thing. Yeah. What can fans expect from Miles Morales? So that's what's really popping that's, that's on a, my that's social a, that's, a po- that's a popular question. <laughs> uh, I knew I knew when we put in there, it was yeah. going to get the people talking, which well, that was the point. Um, I think for us, I, I can't say a lot about him, but I can say three things. One is, um, we talked about this being a unique Spider-Man universe and mm-hmm. having Pete and Miles in the same universe is like, a, that's one of our, that, that says right away, we're not doing some crazy, like, he's warped into another dimension kind of thing. Right. There's no dimension warping in this game, right? Um, two is that from, even though it is a Peter, it's we definitely have Miles in the game. Uh, it, we can show a side of Peter maybe people haven't seen before um, because of their age difference. And three is, um, I just love the character a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian Michael Bendis is a god when it comes to writing. <laughs> and, um, God, he's so damn good, and uh, I want to I want want to expose more people to the character. I think sure. you saw that at the at the um, at the event that night um, was like half the people who were like, "Oh my God, it's Miles," and then some people were like, oh, "Who is that?" And I think you see that a lot in like the Marvel movie uh, yeah. uh, stingers. You're like, yeah. and you start educating other people, and that's kind of what I've been seeing. Like, I actually had an ex coworker come up to me and goes, "I actually didn't know who Miles was, but someone told me about it." It's like, mission oh, accomplished. Th- that's amazing that this is going to be people's first experience with him yeah. um, whose idea was Miles was that you because you're such a uh, fan of the work or yeah. was it Bill or it, what, I mean I don't want to take all the credit for it but <laughs> Bill, I'll, I'll take credit I'll take, I'll take a little credit for it I think it was some it was as we were doing research on the game and how to make it feel like a unique universe it was one of the elements we discussed and then as I really dug back into the comics you know sometimes you go through like waves of like I'm going to read a lot of comics mm-hmm. and I'm going to take a break I'm going to read a lot of comics take a break and I kind of got back into it and really was reading up on Miles and I was like this character is freaking fantastic what we got it he's got it he's got it he's got to be in the game he's got to be, he's got to be in the game and uh, we just felt like it was the right time and the right game to do it yeah uh, so we're going to wrap up but real quick talking about Bendis and, and comics and getting back into things if you haven't yet read Infamous Iron Man 
Um, both Infamous and Invincible Iron Man right now by Bendis. Terrific. Especially if you like Brian's How many Sonic. comics does that guy write, man? <laughs> so many. <laughs> and Defenders just came out. And uh, we got that. Oh, so many. It's great. I mean, wow. God. Thanks, Brian. Thank, Thank you. you. All right, we're in a secret booth section lair with giant air conditioning for uh, talking about Lego Marvel Super Heroes 2. Got Arthur Parsons, who is lord of all things Lego. Uh, yes, for this week, yes. for one week only. Uh, game designer, what was what was your title? Yeah, head of design. Head of design. Yeah, yeah, yeah that sounds... T-boy, sometimes. T-boy, yeah. great. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> cool. Yeah. Uh, we've got Tim Hernandez from the Marvel Games team, who's... Uh, what a director of fun? Game. Yeah, that's it, pretty much. <laughs> game production, what could be more fun than that? Yeah, and Christine Din, who's one of the co-hosts for This Week in Marvel. And so we um, we're just talking. The the show officially hasn't opened as of the time of this recording, but just looking around at the booth and watching people stop and take pictures, and then looking at just the the little section, or I should say, the big section that we have for Lego Marvel Superheroes too. It's great. I'm very excited because on display is a relatively massive Cowboy Captain America. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so we, we'll, we talk about this a little bit for Thwip, but how in the hell did we get Cowboy Captain America into this game? And also, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's, it's one of those things where the game is all about time. It's all about the various time periods and realities of Marvel being brought together by Kang because he just wants to take it all over. And as such, you want every single character from the furthest reaches. So, you know, there are, there, there, there are characters that are even more obscure that are yet to be revealed. But I think it is, it's, it's fan favorites from out of time, obscure characters from out of time coming together, crossing over in the story. You know, can you imagine you've got Cowboy Captain America meeting current Captain America? And they're like, <laughs> and everyone else is like looking at what? What is this? Your cats, your cats, and, and you know, in a Lego game with, with already a high level of humor, this is you know, it, it, it's another level of of Lego humor and fun. And we had a blast. I mean, every time Arthur and the team sent through a list, like, these are the characters we're thinking about. You could tell there was some hesitancy, and we're like, go deeper, go crazier. <laughs> what about what about this era? What about this time period? What about this alternate reality? Yeah. So it's just we, we I, embraced it. I thought I knew Marvel. You know my comics pretty well, but I think I think on this game between you, Tim, and Bill, I have I have had my eyes opened. <laughs> you know, I, some of the medieval characters, I am blown away. <laughs> I did I had absolutely no idea these people existed, and, and ancient Egypt is another one. Right, it's like really, someone actually went there, and it's like we've got to put that character in. Tim, can we put that character? Yes, you can put that character in. And, and this more. one. And this Don't one. Don't forget the and rest of the one. team. Yeah. We, we went deep. I mean, there were some characters that only appeared in a couple of panels, a couple of covers, but they're yeah. so great. And they, they just fit perfectly with the time concepts. We're like, why not? And then, then Arthur started pushing back. We only have so many characters we can oh, make yeah. for the game. So it was tough to cut the list down, actually. Why cut the list down? I mean, like, 1,000 characters. How about that? Can we do 1,000 characters? That, that's I, my request. I, I could say that now, but I don't think I'd be allowed to go home. So, um, But and this is right. And I don't... I've said this before, and I don't know that people truly believe it. That is why this partnership works so well. Okay, When you're making a game with someone that's there to protect an IP, which is you know, effectively what Tim and Bill are there to do, 
it's not meant to be how it works. You know, it's meant to be restrictive, and and the Marvel relationship with TT is just the complete opposite of that. Um, and every conversation we have, when we're asking for one thing, we end up with three things. And and I think that is that is why these games are so great because people. You know, they end up playing something that is made by fans of of Marvel, um, and that's from the ground up, from the ground you know, where we are making it, all the way through to Tim and Bill and and their team um, and the team at Lego, and, and it just kind of snowballs. Um, and I think that's why we end up with great games. Yeah, and from the trailer, every piece of uh, art that we've released so far, just the fan reaction, I think it's it shines through. People yeah. can see that mm -hmm. it comes from. It's our third game. We want to just keep making each one better and better. Yeah. So we're, we're what, five or six years from the first Lego Marvel Superheroes? I think it's about that. Yeah. What, at what point did... How did the how did the sequel, which is effectively what this is, how did that come together? Because we had a game in between those. What, what was that conversation? At what point was it like, hey, like let's get the band back together. Let's do this proper. <laughs> what was that like? It was... Yeah, we we always wanted to do this game. Mm. Um, when we finished uh, Lego Marvel Superheroes, the original, there is a, a, a little tease right at the very end, and most people will have played it, it's not a spoiler, um, where you've just saved the world. Um, and Nick Fury's there, you know, he's munching away, and everyone's happy, and you've seen Mr. Tiddles, and it's all good. Um, and then the Guardians just turn up, and, and, and Nick Fury's like, you know, why are you here? We've, we've just saved the world. And, and Star-Lord's like, that's not why we're here. There's something else. And, and and it just it got left. And people just thought, oh, that's cool, Guardians of the Galaxy. And then the Guardians movie come out. Oh, look, they're the Guardians movie. But that we, we left it open-ended knowing that, that this is where we wanted to go. And when people play this game, they'll play the first level, which is a, a high-impact level. It's the Guardians of the Galaxy. It's on Xandar. They're trying to save people. Kang's turned up. He's brought a celestial. He's on the searches there. It's like... Oh, everything's going on this is like crazy and then you go back to Earth and at that point it's like ah the Guardians go to Earth they turn up on Earth that's not why we're here there's something else and that's it there's the crossover point so if you haven't played the first game it doesn't matter you've got this epic story if you've played the first game it's like ah I, right I get it I see what you're doing where you're going and all the rest and um, yeah we always wanted to come back to do this um, and, and it's just natural you know Lego Marvel Superheroes 1 was you know a, a love letter to Marvel? Lego Marvel's Avengers was us retelling those awesome movies from the MCU, mm -hmm. and now we go back to, to Lego Marvel Superheroes Two. It's you know it's great, and everyone can play all of those games. Yeah, they're they're super fun, and um, I think here at E3 we've got some stuff, and I want to make sure we talk about what have we revealed this week at E3 from some characters, some other stuff, and just letting the fans come and actually play the game has been super. Yeah. So what, what characters have we revealed this week? Go on, Tim. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so some first-time characters appearing in a Lego Marvel game. We have Medusa, Lockjaw, so getting some royal family love into the game, and uh, Agent Venom as well. Wow. Yeah. I love Agent awesome. Venom. Yeah, but don't, don't, don't uh, downplay Lockjaw. Yeah, I can't wait to see what he and Medusa does. Like, <laughs> her it, hair. It, yeah, it's... it's <laughs> It's ridiculous cute. <laughs> yeah it's absolutely crazy and and this is where the, the animators in the office just do such a great job because they give these little plastic figures you know so much life um, yeah Lockjaw sits there sits down scratches his ear like a dog rolls over falls asleep <laughs> but at the same time 
can do crazy teleportation and, and like epic moves in game. Um, Medusa's there blow drying her hair, but at the same time, her hair forms shapes to be able to smash people up and you know swing around and and it is every character gets a little bit of love attention so that when you play them, who knows which is your favourite? But every single one has that much care that they'll do what you want them to do, uh, and that's the most important thing I think for for fans of, of any part of the Marvel universe. I just want to make sure we hammer home the point. It's a playable lockjaw. Yes? Playable lockjaw? I don't believe that's happened before, no? before in any yeah, Marvel yes. game. Like, I am we the first? welling up with joy <laughs> right now. Oh, I'm not sure. I think you might. I think it might be. We like, we'd like to be first. Yes. yes. We'd like to lead the line. <laughs> like, that is just the greatest thing. Yeah. Like, again, it's another amazing piece of this game that I'm, I'm so excited about. And I'm sure, since we, we announced this um, at this point like two months ago, or a month, uh, actually only like a month and change mm-hmm. ago, where we officially announced it, how much have you guys at TT, you monitor things that we, that we see, but just from the fans reaching out excited about characters, um, I, what has that reception been for, in, in your eyes? It's like an awakening. Um, it, it, it's very, very bizarre. We like to stay in touch with you know, people that like our games. And the second that the game was announced, it was like an awakening. And my phone is normally, yeah, it normally buzzes here and there with work <laughs> stuff. And all of a sudden, it's like vibrating off the table. Because it's like, <laughs> vroom, 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 vroom. and it's like, can we have this? Can we have this? Can we have this? Can we have this? It's like, oh, here we go again. It's, 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 it's this gone. whole adventure ride of everything. Because I think, I think each of the previous two games, I think, the, I think on the last one, we were two weeks from finishing it, and we added two more characters. <laughs> Because Bill was like, oh, you know what, you've got to get Superior Iron Man in there. And it's like, oh, Bill, we've, we've kind of got to draw the line. Come on, just please for me. And it's like, okay. And, and this happens again and again. And I think because people know that, they just go, I really like this character. I really like this. I really like it. And, and it's great because sometimes you're going through the list and going, yep, got that, got that, got that, got And then you get to one, it's like, don't got that one. And then that's where, obviously, you know, Tim and I and Bill have that conversation of, uh, how about this character? Ah, Yep, let's get that one in, and you know that's when the roster swells and swells, and um, yeah, and luckily I've got a great team in the office that that accommodate that. Yeah, how long does it take to actually like if Tim, you or Bill's like, can we put this character in, and you you know hem and haw, and then like give in because they're you know awful. Email. Uh, <laughs> how long does it actually take for you guys to implement that character? You'd think it would be quite quick. Um, however. <laughs> It probably takes, I would say, it probably takes about three or four days for that's someone. So that's so fast. Oh, no, no, no. Yeah. No, no wait, he's just getting started. That's, oh. to, that's to build the character. Okay. Okay, so then the character has to go and be rigged. So they, that's where they get the skeleton put in the character so they can animate it. The character then has to be animated. And the animations for even the, the most basic of characters is probably a week, a week and a half. Um, and then you've got to put it in the game, make sure it works. You've got to then put the VFX on because if they've got repulsors or laser beams or you know particles that trail behind when they fly, cool mustaches or, uh, or whatever, mustaches <laughs> exactly. Um, I, I would say uh, you know two weeks is a good estimate, um, which might not That's sound like a lot, awesome. but if we've got a roster of 100, 150, you, you can see time, sure. time time yeah. and you know um, but it's worth it and, and that's that's the coolest thing of all and I think yes we've revealed great characters this week but that is the, 
the tip of the iceberg. Um, and as we go through D23, San Diego Comic-Con, Gamescom, all the way through to New York Comic-Con and launch, um, this is gonna be one heck of a ride. Yeah. It's awesome that this one is like, you not only have all these rosters, but you can actually have a multiplayer mode. So you kind of have like a lot of characters teaming up with each other, um, making things that you don't really see in the comic pages or the films. You get to pair cool people who would never really interact. Yeah, and that's another thing that Arthur and the team are. When we're adding characters, Arthur, you went through the timeline to get them built and animated, but also their moves and their abilities. We want to take care that each one feels unique. So it's mm -hmm. not just, oh, a different skin for Iron Man. Looks right. different visually, but has the same powers. The team is very adamant that they need to feel fresh and original and yeah. doing different things. So that's added time on top of that. And going into the multiplayer mode, that's going to add a different dynamic to how you play yeah. with each of these characters and interact and, and yeah. combat. And you, know, you don't want to get someone that's OP and just destroying everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And yeah, it is. It becomes a, a fine balancing act. But it, it's absolutely worth it. Because if, if that makes one person that buys this game happy, that's our job done. Yeah, we are, we are so so keen on making sure that when someone pays, because that's that's hard earned money. That could have been someone that's saving up. That could be someone's you know birthday, Christmas present, whatever it might be. It could be, well, it's a big outlay in any way, shape, or form. You want someone to go, you know what? I bought that game, and that was value. That was like true value for money. Which is why that like the customizers got a massive overhaul because people want to make their own superheroes mm -hmm. and supervillains. But this time around, we've rebuilt it from the ground up so that. There's more to it, um, and it is a case of being able to assign powers and and maybe do a, uh, assign a little bit of lore and, and do more cool, crazy stuff, um, which we'll cover, I'm sure, you know, later down the line. But yeah, yeah we, we just try and make sure that, that anyone that buys it is happy that they bought the game. We don't want any sad people. No sad faces. <laughs> no sadness. Well, there's whatsoever. joy when you're having dance breaks with you know Star Lord's mixtape or watching Medusa <laughs> blow dry her hair in the middle of mid game. Absolutely. <laughs> and you know, it's like that Star Lord's not the only one to be outdone. You know, Black Knight actually, he rocks up and, and he's got his own version of the dance mixtape, which is with a loop playing green sleeves. So you know it's <laughs> We're, yeah, there's loads of crazy stuff. I love it. Game. I love it. Uh, I will say, my wife is not a gamer, but she plays Diablo with me together and Lego games. Those are the only games she'll play and with me together. And so that's thank all you, you need. That's yeah. it. Agreed. You don't need any more games than those two. Hundred percent. Correct. All right. So we're going to probably talk to you many more times this year, as you mentioned a couple of those events coming up. Yeah. But uh, just remind the fans when the game launches and how excited they should be. Where should they go for more information? Okay, so uh, more information, follow any of the Marvel official channels. Definitely follow uh, at Lego Marvel Game on any social media channels out there. The game is out on November the 14th in North America uh, on PlayStation 4, Xbox One, PC, and Switch. And it can be pre-ordered now. This, again, is super cool. You can pre-order a deluxe edition, okay, which has got a season pass, which... When I can tell people what's in this season pass, it will blow <laughs> their minds. Um, we have had discussions to what we're going to put in on this, and, and Tim and Bill were just like, they, they took it to another level. So that's another thing, but... Sorry, again. Yeah. <laughs> what you can know about is that there is a classic Guardians of the Galaxy oh. character pack, which if you pre-order the Deluxe Edition, you get early, and that is one awesome My boy, Charlie27? 
Yes. That's all I care about. <laughs> I love Charlie 27. He looks like a barrel with arms. And I have always been a fan of him ever yeah. since that first appearance. And that is also a first because that character has never been in any of the Marvel games. Ah, so cool. So we're, we're, trying, to, we're trying to set these first. But yeah, you know, November the 14th is when the game's out. Um, and it, it's going to be a great game. And people should be getting it pre-ordered. Um, you know, on day one, get it down. Bam. Let's, let's see what you think about it. Let us know. Heck yeah. Thank you, boys. Thank, Thank you. you. Hey y'all, now we're inside the Capcom Unity, I don't know, live stream hub booth Found center stage. command <laughs> place. Uh, me and Christine, we brought Danny Koo from Marvel Games, Brett Elson from Capcom, um, and it is Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite's big show. It's really good, really mm -hmm. exciting. Yep. Um, what was the big news for the game, the show? Uh, I mean, the big thing we had was announcing new characters, uh, Thanos being cheap among them, uh, like big debut, big moment in our story trailer that came out as well, but I mean, you can't ask for a better villain to be in a fighting game, and he looks awesome, just all these cool, like, the, the tracing effects of the lights on his armor, he just looks super sick, and then uh, new characters on the Capcom side as well, coming back, like Zero from the Mega Man X series, as well as Arthur, Spencer, and Dante from Devil May Cry, like, and then also on Marvel was Doctor Strange and Nova, right. um, so just right. really Nova cool cast. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So, Nova is really good. Yeah. Big news, because uh, for those fans who can't join us at E3 from the comfort of your living room, we have a downloadable story demo on PlayStation 4 and Xbox One, mm -hmm. and that's, that was that's the surprise for everyone. It's like, whoa, that's a story demo, I can check out the game now, cool. Mm -hmm. uh, also, the other surprise is we actually made all our announced characters so far playable on the show floor, and the fans has been lining up it's a huge line mm. still yeah we've been watching like, them all day yeah it's probably like a two hour and there's so there's what six 12 consoles playing the game yes yeah and so there's two lines going out there it's like two hours yeah. each way it's crazy yeah the yes. gameplay line i mean as we record this uh not to time stamp it and break the illusion but uh <laughs> we're near the end of a, of a certain day in the show it's wednesday it's fine yeah, yeah. the <laughs> magic is over man yeah all the magic uh, was long gone we've been oh, doing okay. the show for like five years okay <laughs> fair enough um, but yeah, we're near the end of the show, and it's still like people are lined up. And usually, when you're at these conventions, when you, you get when you get to that last thirty minutes, and you're like, "Oh man, I've only got thirty minutes. Like, I got to do the thing I want to do." And this line is still max capacity, mm -hmm. like two hour wait. Like nobody's told them you're not gonna make it. No, oh, guys. nobody's uh, out there saying uh, they can't you sleep should... over and play the next day. Uh, well, they could. Uh, <laughs> they might get kicked tomorrow, out. So <laughs> they can still come back on Thursday and play. Yeah. And. The, the other big thing is actually Ultron Sigma oh, yeah, yeah. replica sitting on the X-God throne room. I know, I wanted to sit on this lap, but I couldn't get yeah, that far. It, yeah, don't, don't break it. <laughs> we have one more day. <laughs> I want to know where he goes after so, the show. This has been a source of debate with basically just me. Uh, <laughs> I really want him to go to either to my desk mm -hmm. or into our in the Capcom like lunchroom cafeteria and just have like a permanent seat just hanging out by the water, sure. a water machine coffee maker. Um, but seeing him in person, he's way bigger than I thought it was going to be. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I don't know where he's going to go. Uh, like he can't even fit through our doors at the office. Yeah. No. So, no. Yeah. It, I mean, yeah. it would be great to put it, actually display them, but I don't even know how. Like you have to break them down into so many pieces, yeah. and yeah. still, once you reassemble them, I don't know any place in either Marvel, New York, or LA that can hold them. No. You can sit at my desk. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah uh, if you sure. have a if you have a really big like Canyonero style truck, uh, you can put them. Yeah, you, maybe like the world's biggest hood ornament. You can just like yeah. sit on the front. If we leave Ultron Sigma here, maybe you'll take over the convention. Like Ooh. while we're not looking. Yeah. You're trying to get real deep into this one. <laughs> I know. Going full on story. If you oh, see yeah. magenta lines going everywhere, that's that's a problem. Yes. Um, what are the things that we talked about with a couple of the like pro players? Some you know we talked to Justin and. Uh, I don't know if we talked to you, but a bunch of them are talking about the history of the Marvel vs. Capcom series and how awesome that is. And for me, it all goes back to Marvel superheroes. Um, and I remember specifically going to 3D video, it was down the street from where I live, and they had a room with like four arcade cabinets, and one of them was Marvel superheroes. And I played that all the time, like after school all the time, spent so much money. That game is one of my all-time favorites, and especially like what I can think of the way Thanos moved yeah. in that, and there's also almost like there were loose parts of him in the animation. Almost it, that's what it feels like in my memory. But like it was such a cool animation. And that was my first, you know, real love for yeah. that for this combo. Oh my god, that sound is intense. Some hope, serious bass. Yeah, yeah, that is all the bass. Uh, <laughs> but for you guys, what was the intro? Like, what was the first game that really hooked you in the series? Oh man, I mean, probably the same, like, Marvel superheroes, and for me, like, when NBC1 came to Dreamcast, yes. that's when I was like, oh man, I'm getting Dreamcast immediately, like, uh, I don't think it was out on day one, the 9999 thing that Dreamcast did. No, no, because I remember it was Soul yeah. Calibur was the fighting yes. game launch, yeah. and Sonic, but, and a couple yeah. others. But, like, by Christmas time it was out, and that was, like, my day one it showed up, like, I'm buying NBC, and this is a big Marvel, like, I've always been a big Marvel and Capcom fan, so when it finally got, you know... When it was like, we're not even going to say Marvel superheroes. We're not even going to say Street Fighter. It's like, no, it's just two com two company logos. And I was like, that is so great. Where it's like the, I wasn't thinking about brands at age eighteen, but I'm like, the fact that these brands are that strong that you can just put their com corporate logos and people are like, oh, sick, I'm in. And that for me was like playing NBC One was just bonkers. Like seeing some of these characters interact with each other, it was so much fun. Yeah, yeah. My first exposure is actually Street Fighter fighting games. And then I also like Marvel games on the side, which is like, oh, mm. you know, I, I also produce Marvel Feature Fight. It's like, it's a lot of fighting and a lot of action. So I take what we learn from the, those other 3D uh, action adventure game, and, you know, in terms of story, in, in terms of fighting, and how do you apply it and move the Marvel vs. Capcom franchise forward, uh, make it compelling. Everything you do have a story reason. Mm. And we actually did a very good uh, collaboration with Capcom to work out on every single aspect of, of this product. Yeah, you know, I mean, I think that's that's a cool aspect. The story trailer that was released and then the story yeah. demo that people are gonna be playing is awesome. It's like, it feels like a cool <coughs> crossover as opposed to all these cool characters you love together. It's like, they're all together and here's why mm -hmm. and builds on and some fun things, which is really important to us. Yeah. Christine, did you ever get into the, the Marvel Capcom I did, Capcom I games? played it. Um, my parents used to take me to this like, Asian Mall in Orange County, and that's what I spent my weekends on. Now they have it at this one Pasadena arcade, and I would take first dates there, and if they can't beat me, they are just dead to me. <laughs> that is harsh. That's a tough Yeah, game. but I'm a good button masher. Yeah. That's why I win. Um, from the legacy games, or even to now, who are your favorite characters to, to play? Oh, man. Uh, I mean, not to toe the line too much, but I'm just also, I'm just, like, Ultron's my favorite villain. Like, since I was a kid, was it, I, since I, you were a kid, so yeah, I love cool robots, and he's one of the coolest. And his face, that that jack o' lantern, I love that look so much. So, 
Ultron is like right now my big time favorite. But going back, uh, man, I'm trying to think. I always love. I mean, I always love playing as Venom. I just, that, that's probably mm-hmm. so cool in MVC one. He looked really cool, um, and and classic Mega Man. Like they're not. I was never. I was never any good with those two <laughs> characters together. But my, every time my team is those two. I, I was just really excited to see them in a game and the way they animated. They just. I don't know. Blew my mind. Yeah. Rocket is still my favorite. Like he used to have this uh, funny little log coming in. Oh, we're yeah, like yeah. this log coming in, <laughs> and then we have Groot. Maybe we should do something different this time around. It's like, hey, Rocket and Groot would be cool. So that's that's one of the cool areas that we improve upon. And actually, like, hey, it's actually pretty cool to have two of them like play off each other. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah. Again, I touch on like story reason why they exist in this universe. Yeah. There's a genuine like big. Let's use a wrestling terminology, but a big pop every time people realize uh, Groot's in there, and mm-hmm. you see Rocket like do this move, and Groot comes in. You see people. Wait, I didn't know what Groot. Yeah. And of course, we like we showcase uh, Black Panther for the first yes. time with his shiny claws, and yeah, everyone's yeah. like, "Whoa!" Yeah, yeah, it was interesting because uh, if for people who like, we had the Black Panther trailer drop last week, and we put Black Panther like an animated gift from NBCI on the Black Panther social pages, where he mentions Valkanda, mm. which makes sense if you are paying attention mm-hmm. to the story stuff for NBCI, but. Immediately, people. I actually had someone tweet directly to me. He's like, "I think you guys put a typo on one of your pages." And I was like, "No, no, no! Watch this!" And I pointed to that. And then it was interesting because we were watching the fans, like coming to the defense of like, you know, there's a story to it. There's all this cool stuff, which I thought was great. And the, the fans seem to really start to be getting behind it. Yeah, yeah that's cool. Yeah, yeah. The merch were just like Marvel and Capcom coming together. The story is both were coming together as well. Yeah, which, which ties to. On a digital and in real life, it's just yeah. like this over here. Yeah. Uh, speaking of real life, we saw on display. There's the prototype from Project Triforce, the, uh, the, the collector's collector. edition. Yes. I'm I'm just excited because I love what Triforce does. Like mm-hmm. they do the crazy things for some small comic book company that I've never heard of before. They've done some stuff for their games, but they they do some really great work. How do we get them connected for this project? Do we know? Yes. Um, so Triforce uh, reached out to Capcom because Triforce did a, a project with Capcom's uh, Resident Evil and they produced such a high quality product and then also internally they are also passionate Marvel fans so they reached out to both of us and wanted to do this and we worked with cooperation with Disney Consumer Product to get this project going and the project is pretty smooth and we're able to highlight characters well, for the first time this is actually the first Marvel Games <laughs> Collector's Edition ever oh wow ever oh. this is the first one right oh. yes. okay. how, did it, how did it take this long <laughs> yes. I don't know we love making cool stuff that gets us you know yeah. more people buying more things mm-hmm. so this on. will be the first one and you know I, I think Ryan we want you to do the honor to unbox it when, oh. when it's ready Done. <laughs> I will. I will unbox the thing to put it on my shelf after the fact. That's fine. But and the statues get a lot of. I mean, deserve it attention. They look great. Mm-hmm. But for me, like going back to, really enough, my gateway into the Marvel universe was the Infinity Gauntlet. Uh, like, I kind of knew who Spider-Man was growing up. You could. You could not. Like he was just always around. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the wider universe, it just so happened I'm like turning 10, 11, and I see like this purple guy with gems, and it's like breaking the universe, and I'm like, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen in my life. And 
so since I was a kid, the Infinity Gems, Infinity Stones, like that was always such a cool thing. And the Collector's Edition has these all six stones. These all six of them glowing, and I'm like, I man, you got me with that. Like, yeah. I anything well, about the stones, I'm down. I, thank God Thanos can only pick one stone in the game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so Brett and I are like Bizarro, like best friends that have never met before because you made a wrestling reference which on our show we our listeners were like please no more wrestling references <laughs> I get that too yeah and then, like so we, we try to limit to one wrestling reference uh, at any podcast that I we burned do. it for you I'm sorry it's okay no, no, no that's we, on the Capcom site yeah. yeah oh yeah the Capcom site so I'll, I'll hold one oh, yes it's a good point but uh, Infinity Gauntlet that was I remember very distinctly getting Infinity Gauntlet number six um, and X-Men number three They were out oh, Around yeah, the same yeah. time And I bought them off The same spinner rack At the same time nice. now, Those were like I had been reading a little bit But those were the books That galvanized yep. My love for comics I think the first one I got off the rack Was four With Thanos going Come come get me And it's just him Floating in a void And it's like this And that I don't know Event comics are like Every year there's some Big event right But there's just something About that original story That I'm like There's just this extra It's mean in a, in a good way where like Thanos yeah. feels so deadly and out of control and I love the resolution I love the big fight like uh, it's and then the fact that that's where clearly all the movies are heading I'm like the noise I made in the theater uh, <laughs> in 2012 when Thanos has the cameo at the end of Avengers uh, I had this friend come up to me later and she's like I can't tell if you were happy or mad <laughs> because the noise you made was just an, uh, an inhuman growl <laughs> and I'm like I ha- you have no idea how excited like this is a people say a lot like oh I've waited my whole life for this or I've waited like 10 years for this thing it's like I've legit since age 10 been like I wish they would make an Infinity Gauntlet movie and then it's happening and I'm like this is yeah, I'm so I'm so ready for that you, yeah. you'll, you'll be delighted Ryan you have an Infinity Gauntlet right? Sitting next to your desk. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. you know, it's partially working right now. We're, we're getting it revved up. Yeah. Um, the reality stuff just doesn't work at all. It's no, like, yeah. it's a pain uh, in the butt. But you have a time stone to fix it. <laughs> we should go yeah. back. Go back. Um, but have you ever read the Silver Surfer crossover issues? Yes. Okay. The alternate reality where he loses, or what if Thanos won? Yeah, like, and like there's the changes to like the fight that happened, the, yes. the main fight that happens in number four. Yep. That I remember reading at the same time, and that's even darker. It's that's horrific. More, it's awful. And that's like maybe the fourth comic I ever read. Yeah. And I was like, what is happening? Like, it is gruesome. Yeah. But it's an intentional, like, to make you feel like this could be the end. Like, he might win. And especially when you're 10 or 11, you're like, I don't have any sense that these characters are invincible in any sense. I'm like, wow, everybody's getting wrecked. This is, yeah. this is sad. Yeah. And we just re released that. I think we talked about it on one of the recent episodes of This Week of Marvel. But you should definitely get the Silver Surfer Infinity Gauntlet trade. It's really, really good. Um, so, favorite characters in any game? Any game, if you had to choose. Not any. just Marvel, not just Capcom. And this goes for you too, Christine. <laughs> Think about it. For fighting game or just everything? Anything. Oh, wow. Any okay. game on this show floor? No, ever. Like, if you. Ever. What is your. Like, or do okay. you have a tattoo? Like, I, I'm interested in that. Like, I have a oh, tattoo yeah, yeah. of really obscure. Um, Twin B character here oh, so oh, in nice. like the Parodius series nice and nice. like I love those games did you know I'm getting a tattoo no what do you getting? I'm getting a Bahamut oh, from Final nice. Fantasy oh. is that what you would go to something Final Fantasy yes Man. yes yes. but my favorite character is probably Lightning from Final Fantasy 13 okay yeah. oh, wow Man, I'm like really stumped. Like you, like stopped my whole brain. Yeah. I'm like uh, maybe Samus from Metroid. Uh-huh. Like I just love the Metroid good. games. Yeah. I have 
I was trying to think Zelda because I have four Zelda tattoos, but like no one character leaps out at me so much uh, until Breath of the Wild. Like really started making some like really cool characters in there, but and then I have one Bloodborne tattoo that I'm like, so many of the characters in that are really cool. Uh, you have a Bloodborne tattoo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whoa. So this is the oh, Odin. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Well, I better stop because I will go on and on about Bloodborne <laughs> for the next nine years. I've not played those games. It's I, I it's feel intense, like... but what a journey. Yeah. Yes. Maybe Samus, though. That'd be my okay. short answer. It's pretty good. Christine? I'd say Chun-Li, just because that was like my first I remembered, oh, and it was yeah. a female character, and she was Asian, and it was like really significant to me when I was oh, a yeah, yeah. Thank you for being on brand with this conversation. <laughs> no, but it's true. That was like, I remember, like, I would line up for the arcade just to play it. Yeah. That's awesome. I would, slight asterisk, I guess, to be on brand is Blanca, like, from Street Fighter. Like, mm -hmm. I, he's one of the few figures that when I see a toy, I'm like, I'll, I'll take that. Blanca, huh? Yeah. That's Ono's favorite. Oh, yeah? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Did he design him, or? No, because he, no, he was from the original 91, okay, Blanca yeah. was, so. But, yeah, he's just such a such a goofy, fun character that, like, he, he makes a great, like, unofficial mascot kind of thing. Yeah. yeah. Pretty great. All right, uh, Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, September 19th, right? September 19th. We established that already? <laughs> yes. On, uh, on Thwip? Okay, very good. Which... By the time you're listening to this, it won't have come out yet. So we have a taste of the future. I love the podcast uh, time logic. Oh, <laughs> we're always wrestling with it. We recorded oh, with you. Did Does it. that count? Wrestling. Ah, that's the one. That's the one. No, you get to punch me tomorrow if I make a <laughs> reference in any last podcast. Um, yeah, we uh, we recorded in April with Insomniac that I had to try to remember the references that like how we threw to what we were doing in E3. Oh, so that's tough. That's fun. Like you will have heard this by the time I've done it, but I haven't done it yet. Yeah. And you're like, exactly. Yeah. It's good stuff. Yeah. All right. Thank you, boys. Thank, uh, you. thank you. Fans thank find you on social media. I know you're on Twitter, Danny. Right? I'm on Twitter. Yes. What do you got? What is it? Zingo dude. Z I N G O dude. Is it D U D E or D O O D or no, D U D E? Okay. Yes. All right. No, yeah. no printies. No, no. <laughs> Uh, Brelston on Twitter, it's B-R-E-L-S-T-O-N. Easy. Yeah. Thanks, guys. All right, Thank thanks. you. Thanks for joining us. If you're interested in, uh, in all the news as it happens, stay tuned to Marvel.com, as well as following us on social at Marvel on Facebook and Twitter. Until next time, this is Marvel, your universe. Marvel.